0: Welcome to Connecting the Resilient, this is your host, Andrew Mangan. little history, I suffered a spinal cord injury in December 2016. I started Connecting the Resilient to share stories of people who've gone through the experience of spinal cord injuries, but also from doctors, researchers, therapists, and more who share their information and their ideas and what they've learned from being in the spinal cord injury community. For more information, please visit our website at www.connectingtheresilient.com. For the 11th episode of Connecting the Resilient, I spoke with Jenny Sitchell. Jenny is the Cox of the National Adaptive Rowing 4. Super interesting conversation, talking about the history of adaptive rowing as well as the hopeful future of it. Apologize for the lack of content in these past couple weeks. I've been super busy, but I have a lot of cool... Interviews coming down the line that I should be getting up in about two weeks, and I'm really excited about those, so be sure to check back and listen to those. And now, my conversation with Jenny. I'm here with uh, Jenny Sichel. Jenny, thanks so much for uh, coming on and talking with us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so Jenny is the uh, Cox for the um, Paranational Rowing Team uh, 4. Jenny, how did you get involved with the um, national team?
1: So I actually uh, randomly Coxed the national team coach back in 2009, the adaptive national team coach in 2009. And she liked my style and the way I Coxed and asked me to come try out for the team. And made it in 2010, and there's been no looking back since then.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've um, have you been to? Would that be two Olympics then? No, or- I was
1: only uh, I was on the team in 2010, and then 2013 again was my next team bid. So I've okay. only been to gotcha. Rome right
0: now. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, um, but hopefully, uh, Tokyo. Hopefully Tokyo.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: And how many, um, how many spinal cord injury rowers are on the team or in the boat? Is it, is it all um, SCX? I know there's a, a variety of, of injuries um, on yeah. the team in general.
1: I think, it, like you said, there's a variety of injuries, a variety of people born with disabilities. So uh, there are some SCI people on the team currently. Um, And there are people training. I work at Community Rowing Boathouse in uh, Brighton, Massachusetts, and there are a bunch of SCI individuals that are going to be trying out for the team this coming year, whether it be in the category that I'm in, which is the Para Rowing 3 category or PR3, or the PR2, PR1, which would be fixed seat rowing and smaller boat classes generally so okay totally varies and what are
0: yeah and could you talk a little bit about the the categories uh the delineation yeah of the kind of adaptations
1: yeah so the pr3 is sliding seat and so if you were to go look at a collegiate rowing boat you would see a pr3 potentially in the boat uh uh-huh. If you, uh, so it's full body rowing, use your legs, use your trunk, and use your arms. And then uh, PR2 is trunk and arms. So basically, your legs are fixed into place and you're sitting in a fixed seat. So the seat does not slide anymore. And uh, you basically swing back and forth while extending your arms using all of the muscles that you have with your core stability, bracing a little bit more with your legs than accelerating with your legs. And PR1 is the same type of thing as PR2, except you have a strap across your chest because you may not have core stability. And so it allows you to use your arms and shoulders to row rather than trunk and arms Mm -hmm. or leg trunk and arms.
0: Okay. And you said those are more uh, small boats?
1: Yeah, so the PR1 is currently a men and women's single. And the PR2 for the Paralympic level is a mixed double, which is two people. But they also just recently added singles for that category for world championship level. And then uh, PR3 has Paralympic level of the four, which is the boat that I'm in. And then it also has world championship level of a double and two pairs. Which are one or each person rather than two, as in the double.
0: Gotcha. Fascinating. Um, <laughs> and I know. Go ahead. I know, uh, I know, um, like for me, uh, rowing was a very helpful with rehabilitation. How many would you say, um, how many people do you think, uh, specifically spinal cord injury, uh, but also just kind of generally, uh, use the uh, rowing as more rehabilitation or is it, um, is a lot of it simply just like, uh, joy of the sport, I guess, which can go hand in hand, obviously.
1: Yeah. I think I would say out of our spinal cord injuries, we probably have about 80% of them have used rowing as a form of rehabilitation. And in the sense that, I mean, we have around Boston, the Boston area, we have many different centers and one of them has a functional electronic stimulation system, FES. And so they use that in specifically spinal cord injuries to kind of rehabilitate the muscles in the legs and in the arms. And then uh, we and then uh, they may, uh, we partner with them, so we may get some of their athletes over to us who then are able to uh, kind of continue that rehabilitation with cardio fitness and getting on the water and that independence and both mental and physical rehabilitation that comes along with that.
0: And uh, how, so do most of the... um. People rowing there have they rowed, uh for, for spinal cord injury specifically? Do you have most of them rowed before their injury, or do you have some people who are are new to it, coming into it as a form of rehab and then continuing it?
1: I would say we have mostly new people. Oh, really? Yeah. So in the sense that they started it for rehab and fell in love with the sport, and have continued onward to. Compete and improve themselves within the sport. There are maybe one or two athletes that rode before their spinal cord injury, but I would say mostly it's new people that we have. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: And I don't know, because um, I know you, I mean, you've been on the team since 2010. Yeah. Um. So... It relatively recently but what is uh, some of the history of um adaptive rowing
1: yeah so uh, the first time it was in the paralympics was in 2008 actually so mm-hmm. 10 years ago was the first time it was ever in the paralympics and at that point the LTA4 which was leg trunk and arms at the time now PR3 won silver and So since then, the program has kind of started to build and ramp up a little more, although it didn't really start ramping up until 2013, which was the Mm -hmm. highest place finish since
0: 2008. Okay, and so the... um, In our boat, at least. Okay, okay. And in general, was the first um, appearance of adaptive rowing in the Paralympics that was in 2008 or that was just when um your boat was first
1: no that was the first appearance of para rowing in the Paralympics
0: okay wow I thought it'd be earlier than that
1: right I did I would too but I I was actually shocked to hear that it only really para rowing in the U.S. only really started kind of becoming something in around 2001, 2002 as a national team sport. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah. when you look at that timeline, it makes sense, but it still seems like where have we been?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah. But like, I think rowing is starting to become they're kind of become more um, prevalent in the rehab scene Yeah, uh, just because it's like such a, such a total body. Uh, workout and there's a lot of a lot of movement with pretty minimal risk of injury.
1: Yeah, um, I think my favorite part of it, especially with spinal cord injuries, is that it is a full body uh, exercise in the sense that even if you have a fixed seat and you may not have feeling in your legs, you're still bracing against your legs and you're still pushing against them and engaging those muscles in your legs. Like, whether you know it or not, we've kind of looked at that within our boathouse and found that every athlete still uses the legs and it's actually a benefit for an athlete to have legs.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, like, I know we were potentially going to, I was potentially going to go down to Boston to try to work with the FES uh, urging. Mm -hmm. Um, But luckily I was able to, to erg without too much assistance, um, but I, I definitely think, and I kind of uh, first see it becoming a little more um, mainstream in the in the rehab scene for sure. But thank you um, very much for uh, for coming on and talking with us about kind of the history and and what you guys are doing down in Boston. It's really really fascinating. All right, well, thank you very much for uh, for coming on and talking today.
1: Thank you so much!